All right, ladies and gentlemen, the most exciting part of your week has officially arrived. The Sons of History podcast. I'm Dustin Bass. And I'm Alan Joaquin. And we're here to talk to you about the truth about NATO. And nothing but the truth. So help me God. All right, so we're going to be talking about NATO in this podcast. Um, Alan, what does NATO stand for? The North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Okay, but what does it really stand for? Well, it was a military alliance. <laughs> Is that what you want to know, or you want me to repeat? No, I was hoping you terms. would just sit there and be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, NATO. It's NATO. <laughs> it means NATO. It means NATO. No, NATO. 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 North Atlantic Treaty Organization. It was created because of the Soviet Union and its domination over Eastern Europe. Right. During and after World War II. Right. So, um, obviously, NATO got its start shortly after, um, well, a few years after. Wasn't it 1949 that it got started? Right. Um, Yeah, right about the time of the Berlin Airlift mm -hmm. when um, Winston, you know, actually in 1945, in May, Mm -hmm. May 12, I believe, um, Winston Churchill, who was still the prime minister, Clement Attlee had not been elected yet, but Winston Churchill wrote to Truman, President Harry Truman of the United States, and stated that he is fearful over what is going on in Eastern Europe right now, that uh, an iron curtain has been drawn behind the Soviet lines. We don't know what's going on over there. Right. Uh, they are, whereas we are open... We are not sure what the Soviets are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Winston Churchill was concerned about how American soldiers in the Air Forces were already withdrawing from Europe to go fight Japan. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, we're still, the war is still going on. They're still yeah. our ally. The Soviets were. Um, so we were withdrawing, sending troops to go fight in the Pacific War. This is before, obviously, the atomic bombs were dropped. Right. And even, you know, Churchill later on did the famous Iron Curtain speech in Missouri. Um, Just things were going on where the Soviets were establishing puppet governments Mm -hmm. throughout Eastern Europe. And and, and Churchill... The Soviet bloc, right? Huh? The Soviet bloc. And Churchill was afraid that, you know, we went from one nightmare, the Nazis, to another, the communists. and. It came that's into exactly fruition. what happened. Yeah, it's exactly what happened. Um, he, uh, it was uh, confirmed with the uh, the Berlin blockade, and um, in I think it was in 1947 where the negotiations as to the future of Germany and Austria, because you remember that he had the Anschluss in 1938 when Anschluss, when uh, Austria became part of Germany. Um, the Czechoslovakia was already dominated by the communists at this point, so there wasn't going to be a question on that. But Austria was like Germany, where you had four zones. Vienna was split into four zones, mm-hmm. and the rest of Austria was split in four zones. Uh, French, English, American, and Soviet. So Churchill was voicing his concerns about the Austrian question and the German question. And uh, in, in 47, they could not, the four could not come to an agreement mm-hmm. on the future of those two countries. Right. It wasn't until, of course, Austria finally said, look, we'll be perpetually neutral before the Soviets even withdrew from, from Austria. But what Churchill was saying was, look, 
you know, um, we need America because the French are weak. We mm -hmm. don't want the Germans to be our buffer zone. Right. We're, you know, the, at that time, Britain was struggling just to keep, they were going bankrupt. They were struggling to keep their empire because yeah. there were insurgencies everywhere in Malaysia, mm -hmm. in Palestine. Um, some Menorca? Some, no, Menorca was Man. part of Spain at that point. <laughs> yes, I know you love saying that. I love talking about Menorca. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the British Empire was, was uh, losing their empire. Uh, a lot of, you know, countries wanted to be, you know, wanted self-determination, especially those that had been occupied by Japan. Right. Um, India was mm -hmm. at the height of its uh, revolution and uh, its partition. Yeah. And that was in 47. So... You know, they, a they, lot of stuff uh, fell apart right. for the the empire nations. Right, primarily France um, was going through it too. The I Netherlands was say for, for for France yeah. and, and 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 Britain and Belgium. Um, I mean, all those countries. Um, all, you know, all of them ended up losing their empires. Right. Belgium lost the Congo. Mm -hmm. uh, Portugal lost Angola, Mozambique, um, and uh, you know, it. They had their hands full, but the Soviets were not withdrawing from Eastern Europe. In fact, they were fortifying Eastern Europe. And so in response to the Soviet aggression, mm -hmm. NATO was created in April yeah. of 1949. And this was right around when the Berlin blockade was coming to an end, the, you know, and, the, and the Berlin airlift. Mm -hmm. So it was created, Canada, United States, and uh, a handful of... Uh, of uh, you know, like uh, West Germany wasn't a member at that moment. They but eventually later, yeah, were yeah, later yeah, on. Right. But France, the uh, the Low Countries, uh, Norway, mm -hmm. um, Great Britain, Luxembourg. Yeah, well, Luxembourg, Bel the Low Countries are going to be Luxembourg, Belgium, and the in the Netherlands. Yeah, um, and and Italy. And you also also have to keep in mind that there were revolutions going on in Greece and Turkey. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, that we had what was called the Truman Doctrine where we gave aid to Turkey and to Greece to fight off the communists. Mm -hmm. So now they became NATO members also. Right. But, um, and, then, and then the Soviets responded with the Warsaw Pact. Right. So that Iron Curtain came down, and not until Yugoslavia and Albania kind of broke away from the Soviet sphere. Mm -hmm. it, it went from uh, the Italian, the Iron Curtain was from the Adriatic Sea all the way up into... Um, the Baltic Sea. But after, of course, Yugoslavia and Albania broke away, then it, it kind of spread all the way through Bel Bulgaria to the, uh, to the Black Sea. Mm -hmm. And in all those countries, Poland, Poland, a highly Catholic country, which was, uh, you know, that was the reason why France and Britain went to war against Germany, because Poland was an ally. The Polish people were very pro-West. They're very, very religiously Catholic. Uh, really had no business being a communist nation. Yeah. They fell under the specter of communism. Mm -hmm. And there was a big, there's a big difference between NATO and the UN. Um, UN was sort of the, the Wilson, the Woodrow Wilson dream. Um, like the League of Nations. Right. <clears throat> and that finally came to fruition. The thing with the UN, especially when it comes to Russia, was Russia had a veto power um, yeah. with in the UN. So yeah. we needed to create, or really Western Europe needed to create something that sort of put a, um, cause it, it, it went on the, if you, if one of these nations is attacked, then we're all attacked, which protected them against communist aggression. 
um, right. and the Soviet Union trying to maybe take over one of these countries. So, which I think comes into like, okay, the Warsaw Pact then was was created, um, and but it was a really good idea because it's like the UN is only going to be able to do so much, mm-hmm. um, but the 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 NATO the that alliance allowed them to say, look. Here is here's the risk that you run you run mm-hmm. speaking of like the Soviets like here's the risk you run if you attack even one of these small countries we are all going to be coming to their defense like w- we are obligated now to come to their defense which mm-hmm. is why it was so important that America be in on NATO mm-hmm. um, because without without America which had not suffered any any uh, losses on their land, you know, nobody had come except for, you know, you can say Pearl Harbor, but they were, they were still very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so we rose to the top dramatically. Yeah. So that's why precisely we, you know, for NATO to really be influential and powerful and to be a deterrent to Russia mm-hmm. or so the Soviet Union. You had to have America. In well, you know, there were there were alliances that we had to build all over uh, Asia. Uh, there was I don't I I want to say it was called Mito. I'm probably wrong on that one, but uh, I went, this was pre Mito or Mito Mito, Mito. Uh, Middle East uh, Treaty Organization. I know there was a CETO Southeast Asia Treaty Organization mm-hmm. uh, that included South Vietnam, uh, Thailand, um, and that was to check. North Vietnam and China, um, and uh, but there was a Middle East treaty organization that uh, involved Iran, Iraq. Um, now the Iraqi king, um, he was murdered in 1958. Um, I want to say his name was um, oh God, what, did you you saw uh, Lawrence of Arabia? Mm-hmm. Uh, Faisal, King Faisal II, who was his grandson. Faisal was played by uh, Alec, Alec, Guinness. Alec Guinness. Yeah. Alec Guinness. Good grief. Okay. You Alec know what? Guinness. When you mentioned oh. Faisal, I knew you were going to bring up well, Alec Guinness. Well, no, but, but it's important <laughs> because Alec Guinness was king of Syria until the French kicked him out, and the Britain made him king of Iraq. And his, Hold on. Alec Guinness was? No, no, no. The, the guy he played. Alec, the, the guy, guy he played. The actor was the no, king? No, the guy See, he played. See, because here's the thing. You're going to throw everybody off. All right. Alec Guinness, Alec before Guinness he became played. a big name in Hollywood, was actually king of Syria... Then Iraq, then was killed, then started his career in Are Hollywood. Finished? Are you finished? I don't know. <laughs> he played Faisal. Faisal became king of Syria. And his brother, Abdullah, became king of Transjordan. Now, now, Abdullah was the grandfather of King Hussein, right. who is the father of the current king of Jordan, Abdullah. But Faisal II was the grandson of Faisal. Now, he was the king in Iraq until July of 58. Mm-hmm. He was murdered, him and his family. And What I find interesting mm-hmm. is that a lot of people think that, that Faisal went west, but he actually went east. Yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Faisal goes west? I don't know that. Is that a joke? You never seen that? No, I have not seen. American that. Tell about the mouse. No, you never saw that. And then Five goes I west. I watch war movies. Amen. I watch the Walking Dead. That was a war. Dead. That was a war on mice. <sighs> Faisal goes east. I did not see it. 
Anyway, as I was saying, so, I mean, that was an example. Now, of course, in the 1958 war, Eisenhower sent troops to Lebanon, and King Hussein needed help, so Britain sent troops there, but Iraq became a lost cause, and Iran had the Shah back in those days. Mm -hmm. This is prior to Saddam Hussein and Ayatollah Khomeini. Anyway, so, we were building these organizations throughout Asia to stop Soviet and China, red Chinese aggression. Mm -hmm. Now, NATO, again, uh, that's, that is what it was created for. Now, they, they do have a strict policy on how to become a member. Um, you can't just say, hey, we want to be members of NATO. Um, after the Berlin Wall, after the Iron Curtain fell in 89, uh, Romania, Bulgaria, um, Hungary, they wanted to join NATO, and they eventually did, but they had to beef up their military. They had to go through a few things mm -hmm. uh, before they could become members. And, you know, now I think uh, was it, we have, there are 29 members, and that, that includes Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania, which were part of the Soviet Union. They, yeah. were, they were annexed by the Soviets in 1940, Thanks to the Stalin and uh, Hitler's non-aggression pact, and they some of those people are Latvian Orthodox. Yes, I love their hats. <laughs> that is where the Latvian Orthodox Church comes from. I hope. Yeah, from Latvia. Yeah. So uh, she had to be Latvian Orthodox. Yep. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, so now now this comes to where you know where we are today. The Soviet Union fell. It got split up into 15 countries. Right. And, uh, you know, some of the, like I said, some, some pieces of the puzzle became part of the part NATO of the membership. Right. So Russia was like, wait a minute, you're, you're getting a little close here. I mean, you're right on our borders now. We don't like that. You know, prior to the Soviet Union falling, the only two nations that were touching the Soviet Union were uh, Norway, and it was a very small part and Turkey. But now they're right on their doorsteps mm -hmm. and they don't like that. They don't like that at all. Now, you know, we, we covered the myths. There are, there are a couple of myths uh, in regards to um, uh, Russia. The, Russia. Yeah. Um, you know, the couple of the myths are, uh, no, I, I know if you go into the, uh, the NATO page, they talk about like the INF Treaty, and mm -hmm. I think we'll, we will discuss that shortly. Yeah. But uh, NATO exercises threaten Russian security. Mm -hmm. um, NATO is a defensive alliance. Right. It's not an offensive not alliance. Offensive. If, if, if one of the countries decides to attack Russia, NATO's not going to come to their aid. Right. But if Russia attacks one country, mm -hmm. then it's attack on all 29 countries. Correct. So it's, it's not an offensive alliance. It's a defensive alliance. You hit us, you, you hit us all. Mm -hmm. But if one guy attacks Russia... You know, uh, they're, they're going to sit it and out. And as they say, a good defense is a good offense. Something like that. Um, we, we don't really, <laughs> we really don't need to get too much into some of the other myths that, uh, that NATO Although does Although you list. did have five. There were five of them that they, that they that bring NATO up. That NATO has put together. Yeah. Right. And you can go to, to the NATO.int page. And we will actually have these, um, we'll have these links yeah. into the, the right. uh, podcast details. So. Now, now. NATO, when, when uh, Boris Yeltsin uh, was, was president, mm -hmm. um, there, there was a friendship between NATO and, and Russia, and uh, we, there was a lot of cooperation. Uh, but when, when Vladimir Putin and the modern state of Russia 
uh, attacked the Ukraine right. and annexed the Crimea, Crimea mm-hmm. um, that, that kind of ruined it. Yeah. I Which, mean, it's uh, bad enough that they attacked Georgia, the, the little country of Georgia. Yeah. You know, Georgia's just a little tiny country. Yep. And they they took land from from Georgia because they said that there were uh, Russians living in that area. Yeah, I mean, even LSU beat up on Georgia pretty bad. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, well, they beat up on A&M, so. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 they did no. not. Georgia did not beat no, up on Georgia A&M. No, Georgia LSU, LSU destroyed A&M. Oh, well, not destroyed. It yeah, was, it was, what is that? Okay, so they lost to four, seven? 50 to 7. 50. Get it right. <laughs> Dare hey, a lot of good point. teams have lost by 43 points. Doesn't happen often, but it, I've seen it. So yeah, yeah. Um, a different so, Georgia, by the so, way. So, but but you know, Russia stretches like, uh, like what three hundred degrees, or not three hundred, like one hundred and fifty degrees on the globe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's they have all expanse. that land. They have all that land. All that although land. you can't live and on most s- of it. And they still they still take land from Georgia, the Ukraine. Um, they still never gave the, mm-hmm. the land that they stole from Finland. They stole land from a lot of countries after World War II. Yeah. A lot of countries. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I had somebody who is whatever. Um, it's no longer called the Ukraine. It's just called Ukraine. Is I that do, correct? I don't know. Yeah. Neither do I. I've heard I saw somebody, Lebanon is called the Lebanon, which sounds stupid. Yeah, I saw somebody post that. Um, I mean, if you're going to call it is, the Republic of Ukraine, if it is even a republic, I'm sure it is. But yeah. uh, hey, maybe, hey, the People's Republic. What is that? What is that? Uh, making mountains out of molehills? Or is it? Who knows? Because I think maybe the the indicates that they're still part of the Soviet Union or something. That's what they're called under the Soviet Union. It doesn't matter to me. I just yes. wanted to bring that up. Because yeah, no. it sort of irritated me. It's like, hey, if you're going to bring up Ukraine, leave the the out of it. Like, well, what? We, well, you know, we, we have to... Uh, it's it's stupid. It's like well, saying... Don't nitpick. The Iceland. If you're going to like describe it, yes. But if you call Iceland, Iceland. Mm-hmm. You don't call it the Iceland or the Greenland. Now, you do call it the Greenland turn, but that's a different subject. And you also call it the United States of America. The United States of America. All right, moving on from that stupid little sidetrack thing that I put us on. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um... Talk about the defense expenditures. All of these nations are required to spend what I think it's two percent of their GDP. Correct. To assist right. in making sure that the mili- these are military expenditures. Right, and this is um, where Trump is getting. President Trump is, is is getting some traction. Right, he is saying, "Look, you know," um, and he started this right in, right yeah, at the beginning yeah. of his presidency. He's like this. Is not going to work. Right. I mean, the United States spends a lot of money on defense because we are the leader of the free world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had people sit and tell me, okay, well, who's going to attack us? Well, 9-11 then happened. Exactly. Like, what do you mean, who's going to attack us? The world is a dangerous place. And granted, we have... A Anybody lo- who, we- who sets their mind to it. How about right, that? Right. And, and they're not going to hit... I mean, okay, is it going to be like another Japan? No. Uh, no, it's not like they're going to bring ships over and be like, here right. we come. That's not going to happen. Right. But they it's going to be like. The, in. Right. It's going to be like the enemy within. They're going to. It's in, called they're espionage. Gonna, yeah, infiltrate, which is what exactly what Osama bin Laden did. Mm-hmm. He infiltrated our country, Trojan horses, and then, the, and then they'll attack us. And, yeah. you know, and 
you know, it, it's going on all over the world right now. A lot of these terrorists. You know what? We just had an attack in Pensacola, was it? A Saudi national. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, at that, uh, that mass shooting that took place a couple of days ago. Mm. That was a Saudi national. Yeah. He was training to be a pilot. What in the hell are yeah. we doing having a Saudi national training to be a pilot? Didn't we have that? Didn't we have that problem yeah. in 2001? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hello. maybe he didn't say, okay, I, I don't care about takeoff or landing. I just want to know how to fly <laughs> the thing. I don't think he probably said that. But, you know, still... Just want to know how to steer. I just want to know how to steer the plane. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't work when I, I tried to be a pilot, too. I told him the same thing. Fill her up. Yeah. I just want to know how to fly that thing into a building. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> just, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. It's for a friend. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. So, Trump, President Trump has caused some, you know, hurt feelings in Europe uh, because he's like, look, we, America, are sick and tired of. Yeah. Paying for everything. Hurting their feelings like it's the Peloton situation. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I've been complaining about, you know, like the United Nations. We pay 25% of the United Nations. What the hell? Why isn't a country, you know, like when Indonesia got hit by the tsunami, okay, why isn't Saudi Arabia or Kuwait or United Arab Emirates, which is just swimming in tr trillions of dollars, Yeah. Why aren't they giving more money? Why is it the Why is it the United States? It's always on us. It's always on us. And then people like complain about us complaining. Yeah. He's like, what What right do y'all have to? What do you mean? What right do we have to? We're freaking protecting the world. Exactly. You know, look at the look at the percentage of 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 how many are hitting the two percent mark. I know, like, just that number is increasing, like more, like because Trump's like threatening. He's like, hey, we're not going to be doing this anymore. We're not going to be carrying the weight of quote unquote the world which is what we've been doing there's, for a long period of time so you're gonna you're gonna start bringing up your percentage uh -huh. your amount you're gonna start contributing but, this is defense like do you want somebody to come and there's they have they have there's a it's in pdf format the defense expenditure is a share of pdf um, as, as share of PDF, as a share of GDP, <laughs> share of GDP. <laughs> and equipment expenditure as a share of defense expenditure. Mm -hmm. And looking at this, there's uh, other than the United States, which is at uh, almost 3.5% of GDP. Now, I don't know if that's strictly for NATO or military altogether, but we're like way out, we're like the outlayer in this statistical now, what graph. It, is this recent? This is, um, okay, now this is 2014. Okay. But the, it also, get, get hold on, wait, 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 wait. no, hold that. on, hold on. It That's does no mention, good. It does mention 2019, but there, but this is what we're trying to highlight is well, what, what I'm he was saying is like, I think it was much higher than that. But this is what's on their website. NATO's? NATO's website. This is on, this is an actual, I went to NATO's website and got this. Mm -hmm. This is what they have. Now they do have estimates. I don't know if, I think these are considered estimates. They, they put 2019 estimate. Okay. And you will see uh, countries like Romania, uh, uh, Great Britain, Estonia, Greece, uh, look at that, I said Lithuania, Latvia. They match or reach the 2%. The rest of them, and it's a big chunk. It's a big chunk are to the left of the graph, meaning that they're not even getting there. Now, little Luxembourg is at 0.5%. Yeah, and they, now, they're one of the wealthiest countries. Well, it's 
They're doing very well. They're doing pretty good. I mean, I was there once. It's uh, it's a little duchy, or dookie, or whatever you call it. Call it. They're run by a Dutch and Duchess. Um, now they do have forty-five percent of the equipment expenditure as percent of defense expenditure. They are up there. In fact, they're the highest ones. But in terms of the uh, uh, defense expenditure as percent of GDP, they're they're right there on the bottom. Spain, Hungary. Um, Belgium. Well, what's ridiculous, according to this graph, is so right now in 2019, it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Well, almost eight, really seven. Seven countries that are meeting the guideline, the 2% right. uh, requirement. In 2014, there were three countries, and that includes us. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, in 2014, we were what, like almost a half a half a percent higher. Well, so it's we're we are we are practically we are we are keeping NATO. Afloat. Well, we were because I mean, and we have been. And when we say like, well, it's only 3.42 percent, you know, mm-hmm. it's not that much higher than the two percent. Like, well, the thing is, like, our economy is so huge mm-hmm. that when we go over. We do end up covering most of these other countries if they had been, you know, giving money, right? Because we make so much money in that percentage. The amount of money in our percentage of GDP is much higher than what somebody else had. So another country's 2% obviously is going to be way lower. Take, for instance, say Luxembourg. Let's say that they... Um, did 2%. It's not going to, it's going to pale in comparison to our 2% because of how much, you know, our GDP is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that that 2% is there. It's important unless you don't take it seriously. Yeah. And so you look at this graph and it's just like, maybe they don't take it seriously. Um, I'm going to say this. This is, I'm going to say this. And this is going to sound condescending, but it's the absolute truth. They need us more than we need them. Correct. And, and that listen, is so, that's I, what's so bizarre. Right. It's like, if we back out, they're, they're, you good know what, luck. They're talking about forming their own alliance, the, the, the European Union, because they're forced to, thinking that you know the United States is going to pull out or yeah. decrease their spending. And it's like, no, our spending is still higher than yours. Right. What we're saying is, help us out here. You want our help. Quit spitting on us and burning the American flag mm-hmm. and show that you really are our friend like you claim. Because yeah. American lives were, were lost liberating those countries. Going to their countries right. to liberate them. Right. Like, I mean, we didn't... Yeah, okay, yeah, I know Germany declared war on us in, uh, in 1941. But we didn't wait for them to come to our shores. Right, but, but I mean, we, you know, we could have just said, you know, look... We're not going to fight you, Germany. And, and we could have done that. And we wouldn't have lost anything because mm-hmm. we had nothing to lose with them. We had, to, we had to concentrate with Japan because with Japan, I mean, we lost territories, the Philippines, Guam, Wake Island, okay? So we could have just ignored the, the declaration of war against Germany. But, but we lost a lot of men fighting two world wars over there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sitting and saying that Okay, you owe us. That's that's not what I'm saying. You know, 
you always want to help your friends, your brothers out. Right. Okay? And, and I love, every but time I go to Europe. you don't take your friends for granted. Exactly, exactly. I love the European people. They, they are, even the French were friendly, provided you speak French, French. or you make an attempt yeah. to speak French to them. But, but once you do, they're the friendliest people. And the Dutch, oh my God, the Dutch were just friendly, friendly as anything, okay? But, but do your part, help us out so we can help you out. And, and we'll get along. And, and I'll say this, NATO has preserved peace in Europe. Yes, it has. 70 years. This is the 70-year anniversary. Yeah. I mean, think about it. France, Germany, and England have been historically antagonists. They've always had problems with each other. They've always had hostility. And there's, there's peace now between those three nations. Yeah. Now, that's quite an accomplishment. It is an important treaty. It is yes. an extremely important treaty because it is, you know, kept the peace mm-hmm. for 70 years. And, you know, you can people will be like, what about the U.N.? What about the E.U.? Like, OK, look, the E.U. is primarily about uh, financial, but the NATO is what is well, about I, is what is about actually like, more than defense, years. more than 70 years, almost uh, like 74 years now. Who? The NATO. Well, OK, NATO was created. Yes. 70 years ago. Yes. Yeah. NATO was created 70 years ago. But. The, um, you know, after World War I, France and Britain had most of the say on how they were going to treat Germany. And they treated Germany like, you know what? Yeah. But when the U.S. was the major power after World War II, we went in there and we're like, look, we're not going to mistreat Germany. In fact, we even helped Germany mm-hmm. when, when um, the, the Soviets Martin. blockaded Berlin. Right. Yeah, the Berlin blockade. And, and we lost American lives. A lot of American, Brit- I think, I don't know how many British lives were lost. Because I know that, that British and French planes did crash during the Berlin airlift. But we lost a lot of lives trying to help the people of Berlin. Mm-hmm. So, again, this isn't, hey, Germany, you owe us. No, that's not what it is. What we're saying is, look, we are your friend, yeah. but help us out so that we can form a solid defense. Right. It's just one of those things. Like, if you eventually start feeling like, okay, this friend is just taking advantage of me because mm-hmm. I have a lot of money, mm-hmm. you're probably going to drop that person as a friend. Yeah. It's really not that much difference in, in countries. Once you get to the point where you're like, okay, I see the importance of what we're doing, but this country and this country and this country, like, they are taking advantage of the situation. Right. Um, so... I want to move on to what you call the problem child. Turkey. The issue. Turkey. At hand. Yeah. Turkey why is, is Turkey, problem. why do you call them the problem child? Well, okay. Um, and, you know, we can kind of lump in Russia also because Russia had an opportunity, I think, to become a member of NATO at one point, mm-hmm. especially after 9-11 when they... When they reached an olive branch and showed us, hey, look, your fight is our fight too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we had we had some differences regarding Serbia, uh, Kosovo, Bosnia Herzegovina. Um, I I don't know why, but the United States jumped in and took sides during a civil war. That's that's another matter. Um, I think I think we had a very very huge opportunity that we lost in including Russia, despite the fact that Poland and the three Baltic nations long have suspected Russia as, as a perpetual enemy. Turkey is a member of NATO. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Turkey was was the Ottoman Empire, but when uh, when Mustafa Ataturk made Turkey a republic, he got rid of the caliphate, made it a republic. He was very pro-Western, and you know he steered Turkey in the modern era. Where um, granted they were like ninety-eight percent Muslim, but they were they were. You didn't have the problems that you have with like some of your other nations, like Somalia, the Sudan, um, Iran. Mm-hmm. Um, but some things did occur. 1974, you had Cyprus. Now, um, there was a coup that took place in Cyprus. Now, Cyprus is in the Mediterranean. Um, there's a large, large Turkish population on Cyprus. Um, the the military there had a coup and they wanted to make Cyprus into like a Greek island. Well, Turkey responded with an invasion. And to this day, they still occupy a third of Cyprus. So Cyprus to this day is still uh, occupied by Turkish forces. And they've even turned it into like the, uh, the Turkish Republic of, of Cyprus, something like that, which is not recognized by any nation other than Turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicosia is um, advertised as the only European capital that's still partitioned or divided. So that, you know, and like I said, you know, Turkey and Greece are both NATO members, but they do not like each other. They've had problems there. They've had problems in the Aegean. Um, you know, the, the Greek islands go right up to the Turkish coast. And, you know, like, you know, after World War I, uh, Greece occupied the western part of Turkey because there have been Greeks living there since the days of the Trojan War. Yeah. Um, but during what was called the Turkish War of Independence, Mustafa Ataturk kicked the Greeks out of Western Anatolia, Turkey, whatever you want to call it, Asia Minor. There, like I said, there had been a Greek presence there since the beginning of time. But now he kicked them all out. There were there was a lot of dead Greeks living. I mean, not living. A lot of Greeks that were killed. Um, <laughs> the Walking in, Dead. Yeah, the Walking Dead. There were a lot of Greeks who were killed in that war, which I believe ended in 1923. Um, and because of that war, there was an initial treaty that was signed, which would have given um, the Greeks Western Turkey, but but after that massacre and after that battle, the Turks renegotiated with a new treaty. So now let's talk. So we have the Greek-Turkish issues with the Aegean Sea. We have Cyprus. We have Syria. Turkey went into Syria unilaterally, um, and and that you know we have our friends the Kurds now. We had a discussion about the Kurds previously on one right. of our previous podcasts, um, but that that has caused some problems. And you know, uh, President Trump was saying, "Look, you know, we don't want to fight the Turks or get into a skirmish with them because they're our allies." Right. The the Prime Minister is an Islamist. He is trying to go back to the days. I don't know if this guy. Um, and I can't pronounce his name, and I don't even want to try to pretend I can pronounce his name. Er- mm-hmm. er- ergo something or, or whatever. Ergonomics. It's not that smooth and easy. No. Get it? <laughs> Got it. <laughs> ergo something. Um, well played. 
I can't I can't pronounce it, but um, but but he's he is an Islamist. Um, I think he regrets the fact that uh, Ataturk uh, decided to get rid of the caliphate. I don't know what his problem is, but mm-hmm. he's trying to regress the Turkish back into the old days of of uh, uh, one one party rule, where you have the Muslim uh, fanatics running things. Yeah. Um, so like an Iranian Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like an Islamic Republic, that yeah. type. He, he's 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 not a he's not a good guy, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and the opinions of, of many people. Which which is why I'm saying, you know, like yes, Turkey is the problem child. Now now this could take us to the next part, and that's going to be the Islamist question. Yeah. Now there are there there is going to be start off right now before people start to criticize. There is a difference between your moderate Muslims mm-hmm. and your Islamists. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> moderate Muslims give you some examples. Uh, Egypt, Jordan, Persians. Now, I'm not talking Iran. I'm talking the Persians. If you meet your average Persian here in the United States who lived in Iran when the, when, uh, the Shah was there, they're just like everybody else. They just... They're just not Christian. Most of them are going to be Muslim, or some of them are Zoroastrian, or however you want to pronounce it. Um, moderates, um, Kuwait, United Arab Emirates, Oman, uh, many Syrians, uh, Lebanese, Morocco, and even the Kurdistans, uh, American Palestinians. You don't know that they're Muslim unless they tell you. They're your average everyday Americans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are not the ones we have to worry about. The ones we have to worry about are going to be like the Sudan. The Sudan. The, <laughs> the Sudan. Sudan. Your Somalians. Um, Iran. And, I'm, and this, this is where I'm talking about the, the people who support the Ayatollah. Right. Uh, Iran. Libya. Uh, Libya, after Gaddafi was overthrown, has just been a complete mess. Yeah. Uh, you, you could not go to Libya right now. Mm-mm. Uh, Hamas and some of the other terrorist organizations, uh, like Islamic Jihad, and yeah. the, the Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigade, those, the, those people, you have to worry about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your ISIS and you have your Al-Qaeda and you have all these other Just, you know, yeah, extremists. extremist groups that mm-hmm. want to revert back to the 7th century because... That's when, like, everybody was getting slaughtered for if they tried to leave the religion or if they left the religion and all that. Right, because their, their viewpoint is this. The Quran was the word of God. Mm-hmm. And if you try to modernize it, you are going against God himself. And God doesn't want modernization. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, the, the, the Christian Holy Bible was not... It's not the word. Let me rephrase that. Yeah, it's not God. Rephrase. You're not quoting God. Right. These were written by men Correct. who were inspired by God. Now, mm-hmm. granted, Jesus's words are are Jesus's words. Right. And you can't twist those. But but the wording, yeah. I mean, that, that, those were written by men, and and you can sit there and remember that if you read Leviticus about stoning somebody because. Um, they do something on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, then we as Christians, uh, Christ came in and saying, you know what, a lot of these rules, I'm coming up with a new covenant for you where you don't have to do some of these things that uh, Leviticus tells you to do. So 
the the Christian Church has become more modernized, but the these Islamists say you cannot modernize the Quran because th this was not written by man. The, these are the actual words of God. So that's where the danger comes in, in which you know if you read it, there are there are sayings in there. I, I think I read somewhere like thirty one percent talks about jihad and what you do to your enemy, and you don't. You know, it, it's not a matter of go kill your enemy, which is mentioned, but it, it's that every person in the world must submit to Sharia, to, mm -hmm. the, to the laws of Islam. That's what... That's, that's what, the gist. That's the gist of it. And, and there, there's no separation of mosque and state with these people. Mm -hmm. I, again, I'm not talking about Jordan or, or Egypt. Right. Um, I'm talking about Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Um, where they will kill you if you convert. Yeah. If you know, and, and that's like one of the deadliest sins. And they will kill you. There's no sugarcoating yeah, that. No, there's no. And they throw. You know, Afghanistan. Look, look what happened uh, where ISIS took over of Iraq. They would, if you're homosexual, they threw you off a building. Yeah. Okay. I. You, you know. You think Christians are, are intolerant? Go go over there and see what they'll do to you. So now. Any way we can get back to NATO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, well, I threw in a wild card. Saudi Arabia, uh, the Pakistan, Yemen, Tunisia, Algeria, and Iraq, where, you know, uh, we're not sure about what to do with them. Now, now the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this up is because who, who is the enemy of NATO now? Mm -hmm. Is it Russia? Russia knows that they can't fight NATO. They, they know that if they attack the Baltic nations... Um, they're, they're, they're going to get annihilated. Yeah. Because if they attack Lat Latvia or Lithuania, then it's an attack on the United States. It's an attack on Britain, France, mm -hmm. all those countries. So NATO has to adjust itself. Now, we have cyber attacks. That's, that's going to be a big thing. Um, NATO has to adjust itself and not look at Russia as the enemy anymore. R Russia, yes, Russia has, is a problem child, but it needs to adjust its role. Now, why did I talk about these Islamists? Well, because it's affecting our relationship with Turkey. The Islamists are also sending people into Europe to infiltrate. Mm -hmm. okay? There are parts of France that the police do not go this has to be addressed by NATO. Mm -hmm. It has to be. I'm sorry, it just does. The, the Who is our enemy? That's what NATO has to ask itself. Quit sugarcoating things by saying, oh, you know, not, not, all, not all Muslims are terrorists, which is what you know, people like to always sit and say. You know, forget that. Yeah. Let's, That's let's... not a good argument. Like, no. Th there is an issue mm -hmm. um, that is is islamic extremism islamist extremism so is an issue that and it's and it's more than an issue and it, to an extent the soviet union was extremism with communism they wanted to take over countries they wanted mm -hmm. to institute their rules mm -hmm. their laws their ideologies and now it's been displaced to an extent by you're saying Islamic extremist mm -hmm. or Islam, right. if you will. They want to take over countries. They want to move in. They want to set their rules, mm -hmm. Sharia law. Sharia. They want to set their ideology, you know, Islam. So 
I, I can see I can see the connection there. Mm-hmm. The difference being is which nation is actually the issue and how often are things like government sanctioned? That's the that's the real hard part I see as far as making the switch over from Soviet Union to Islamic extremism, where it's like which ones are they never come out governments of these countries never come out and say we did that no it's an extremist group within that country that says we did that Mm -hmm. and they cut ties to that country therefore if you attack a nato country like 2001 with us you know well who are all the pilots they were all from saudi arabia right but they're they're part of our the, the the foot soldiers were from saudi arabia but the pilots, you had an Egyptian, you had, a, you had one Lebanese, you had one who was, I think, from the United Arab Emirates. Don't quote me on that. And I, I don't remember where the other one. There were, yeah, there were four altogether. But the foot soldiers, the ones who accompanied the pilots, mm-hmm. uh, and there were, let's see, there were, what, 19 altogether. So subtract the four. Well, you what had I'm 15 saying is guys, like... But th- those were the Saudis, Okay. But, but Saudi Arabia did not proclaim them as, hey, we Correct. support. These That's were not what our I'm guys. saying, but that never happens. It never happens. Right. It's Except, always a group right. within a country right. I think Iran, that is supported by uh, this religion. I think Iran is the last and, country to sit and say, hey, yes, we, they are proudly when they took right. over the U.S. Embassy. But, but now they don't dare, no country dares to sit and proudly proclaim that we support what these uh, fanatics are doing. And that's why I'm saying, like, it almost makes the NATO, the, the, the alliance, null and void because you can't attack a country that says we, we weren't a part of this. Right. Well, you were allowing them to, like, well, we didn't know they were training here. We didn't know that we had a sleeper cell here. And it's like, how do you prove that they are lying mm-hmm. about it? It's just like, <clears throat> you can't. Well, and so I, it comes down to, well, these NATO, you know, these NATO countries have to just continue to hit that 2% mark, mm-hmm. continue to train and fight, you know, the quote-unquote war on terrorism, and that's the best that you're going to end up doing. Mm-hmm. It's almost, almost to the extent on how the, our, the NATO countries and us and Britain specifically – we're fighting against communism as far as infiltration, um, espionage. It was all these, if you want to say, call them like splinter cells and sleeper groups of, of communists that were going in, high-ranking, wherever they were going, and they were trying to spread communist thought, mm-hmm. communism. Mm-hmm. You had to fight them, but you never declared war right. on yeah. a specific country. And I think that is how you had to sort of follow that Cold War mentality of we we're not declaring war on any of these countries. We're not declaring war on anybody, but we we are fighting these countries via fighting these small groups within their countries because right. their government's going to be like, oh no, we had no we had no idea. Although there are a number of of countries in this list that you've given that I think anybody with just a rational mind would say, mm-hmm. yeah, their governments know about it. Mm-hmm. And they're probably helping. Well, your countries, your countries like Egypt, Jordan, the United Arab Emirates are going to have sleeper cell terrorists. I mean, in 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 uh, the Sinai, for instance, there are ISIS and Al Qaeda terrorists mm-hmm. in there. But uh, Egypt, 
does not want them there. Yeah, Egypt is like, okay, if there's an attack coming from our soil, they're they're going to root them out. Yeah, and and that's all I'm saying is like you can't just declare war because a a group of extremists attack mm-hmm. one of the NATO countries. But this is where NATO has to make adjustments because there it's no longer standing armies that we are mm-hmm. having to fight. Now granted, yeah, China is an enemy in my opinion. They they Right. You've got you've got China, you've got Russia, you've got North Korea that you're like, okay, right. these are like the overt right. issues. Right. But right, like I said, but none, none of them are going to declare war. No, they're not. Unless so. something something devastating takes place to like the American economy where we just go into the Great Depression. That's the only time that like a country like that would be like now is the time to strike. Yeah, but I mean, even but even we, so, even, you even have... the U.S. was in the Great Depression when Japan hit us. So, I mean, even then they will be hesitant in in going after us. It's it's only for like very weak. I mean, I'm, Iran hit us when Jimmy Carter was president. And he was a very weak president. Correct. And yeah. they're like they knew Carter was not going to do anything. Right. Which is why what they released all the hostages like the day they Reagan were, the took day office. Reagan took office. <laughs> yeah. They were like, okay, let's hurry up and get this agreement with yeah. the, the Carter administration, right. and they did. And uh, I remember watching a documentary where they they were trying to say that it was really that the Iranians hated Carter so much that they just wanted to stick it to him uh-huh. throughout his presidency, and then just release them once Reagan came in. I'm like, that's a theory. I don't really believe that. Like, I mean, it's possible, but I haven't seen any evidence uh, to suggest that. Yeah. I mean, they hated the United States, obviously, right. especially so. It's especially when we allowed the Shah to get cancer treatment here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the fact that we support Israel so much, but uh, the the uh, the Ayatollahs are just so wrapped up in their their theology and their philosophy that the whole the you know they're they're waiting for that 14th imam or whatever the 12th imam to show up and turn the whole world into uh, a shiite uh, paradise so going back to nato Mm -hmm. nato still very important part of keeping the peace globally i think so it's a major deterrent you think so? I think so. I think NATO still has a good purpose, but they need to adjust to cyber terrorism, yeah. to Islamic terrorism. All these countries need to sort of update their yes, because this is not yeah. this is not a conventional war that they have to worry mm-hmm. about now. I, I mean, they should be able to fight a conventional war. Like these twenty nine, these twenty nine countries, to an extent, should be at the top of the tw- list of twenty nine countries that are prepared for espionage, war, all this stuff. They sure. should be at the top of the list, and a lot of these countries are not. They're not, no. And it's because, like, look, like the money that goes into the money pit is all 29 countries. Uh-huh. You should be able to utilize that. Right. You know? Well, see, Apparently. like the U.S. used to have um, the their philosophy was a two-front war or a two-ocean war. And I think they gave up on that when Bush... The second Bush was president, you know, because, you know, World War II, we had to fight, obviously, a two, two front, two ocean war, mm-hmm. two theater war. Um, so I don't think we use that philosophy anymore. They, they have changed it. Um, I, I am of the belief that NATO serves a good purpose. They're keeping the peace in Europe. 
And every new country that comes in is going to make it more and more of a deterrent for a Russia or a China or a North Korea to attack us or even Iran. Iran, you know, they attack the U.S., they attack NATO. Uh, and they know that. And they're not going to attack us again, not like... And also, if Iran t- attacks the U.S., uh-huh. they attack the U.S., and nobody wants to do that. No, not now. <laughs> <laughs> not now. I mean, you know, I, I think... Uh, well, not ever. Well, I mean, not ever. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the Osama bin Laden, that was a, a small group of mm-hmm. extremists that said... What's the retaliation? Yeah. What they're going to retaliate against our country. They're not going to retaliate against us. They won't be able to find well, us. Well, they thought they thought and that's that the danger. That's the world we live in right now. Right. And that's something that we could probably jump on as far as like, what's the, what is the price of security and at what cost mm-hmm. do we say, okay, we start tracking everything like the, the USA Patriot Act. I was against it at the beginning. I'm still against it today. But it's one of those things like the pros and cons. It's a trade-off. Like, do you protect against whatever? Do you, by taking away a lot of people's liberties, what do you do? And that's a subject for another day. All right. Um, Do you have anything else? Because we need to wrap it up. No, I think think that's that's about it. Um, I, I hope we can... I hope we can adjust and quit dumping so much money and then get some cooperation from our uh, allies in Europe, who we love, but we need them to respect our wishes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we like to end on a scripture. This scripture is Exodus 23. Did did you say Exodus? I know, right? It sounded like I did say that, and I think I did. Yeah, I think you did. Because even when I said it, I felt like I left out the D, and I know you're a big fan. Of the D. Well, those, that's what I got quite often in high school. D's. <laughs> Just kidding. I was a straight... Okay, no, I wasn't straight even. No, I was straight. I just... Okay, let's start over. <laughs> I uh, was straight. Here we I go. I did not have... Again, <laughs> straight. Uh, I had here a we go. Of, I almost, you know what? My freshman year, I had straight A's and one... C or a D, and that was biology. Science was never my subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was never good at school. Hmm. Struggled mightily. Anyways. All right. Exodus 23, 22. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, if you read Exodus 23, uh, God is giving out the laws. Um, but he is saying that and he is going to send an angel to prepare the way for the Israelites. Um, and he says, talking about this angel... If you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies and will oppose those who oppose you. Uh, to an extent, that's exactly what you know NATO is doing uh, with every country that had is signed on to this agreement. Mm-hmm. Like your enemies will be my enemy, and those who oppose you, I will oppose them. Reminds so. me of Godfather at the beginning with the Undertaker. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. An enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's right. I would like, so we have done about almost, I guess, about 60 episodes on this podcast. I would like to know how many of those episodes we reference the Godfather. Not enough, because the Godfather and Godfather 2, you can learn a lot about business. You know, like. Yes, uh, you can. Don't ever let your. uh, 
don't let ever, don't ever let anyone outside the family know what you're thinking. Right. That's that's great. And it's a good way to put the kibosh on a mm-hmm. disagreement with you and your wife. You know. Don't ever ask me about my business. Don't ever ask me about my business again, Kate. <laughs> don't ever ask me about my business. Just this one time. Just this one time. Just this one. That time. was the coldest thing I've in 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 a movie. Like that was brutal. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. That was intense. Anyways, if you've never seen Godfather 1 and 2, you have not seen Godfather 1 and 2. Yeah. You you, you, you need to get on that. You need you to really see. really got to yeah. see it. Yeah. Skip, you can skip Godfather 3. So Yeah. I, you know, I saw it. In at, fact, I've skipped Godfather 3. I've heard so many bad things about it. So Watch Goodfellas instead. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Also Came out at the same time. Very good one. Yeah. Um, all right. Where can they find us? They can find us on Facebook, Twitter. YouTube and Instagram. And I really got to start utilizing Twitter. Yeah, you should. I don't really mess with Apparently, everybody, you know, Trump, that's how he communicates. That's how he communicates. That's I need to communicate with the people. Yeah, we could get as many people and as many followers as Donald Trump. That would be impressive. Oh, man. Think about the uh, fame. Yeah. Because we're doing just, this just for our names, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's your name again? Okay. Do I know you? <laughs> All right. Now, they can also find us on our very own website, www.thesonsofhistory.com. Don't forget the the. The. That's right. Thesonsofhistory.com. The the United States of America. Thesonsofhistory.com. Depends what you mean by is, is. Hmm, Thank you, Bill. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and... Like we mentioned on our Facebook Live, uh, if you're wondering where those book and movie recommendations are going, they're on Facebook Live. That's up. We share it once we do the Facebook Live, so you can go check it out. Um, Our recommendations were stellar, and our Mm -hmm. complaint Mm -hmm. became, like, we both ended up just deciding on your complaint. So Mm -hmm. that's one you'll definitely want to check out. You know what I was thinking would be pretty cool? What? Um, I've had people like send me questions, history questions, mm-hmm. uh, book stuff. Do you think maybe one of these days we could have something where, like a viewer mail, where we can people can ask us questions directly? I would love that. Yeah, I think we should think about what doing that. What should we say? Like, hey, all you got to do is shoot a DM, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, if anything, you can email us. You can email us uh, at history at gmail.com. And yeah, there and you we'll, go. We'll put it on the air. And yeah. we will even hey, mention so and so mentioned. Yeah, yeah that'd we'll be great. Even mention your name. Yeah, no problem. No problemo. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, also, if you want to give to the cause, go to patreon.com. That's P A T R E O N.com slash the sons of history. And feel free to become a patron. That will help. Patron of the arts. That will help us out so the that when we, uh, I know next year we are planning on going to South Carolina, yeah. Georgia, maybe even North Carolina. Depending. And I think we were planning on going to South America to try to topple one of those governments. We'll see. I really would like to topple the uh, Bolivian government. Is that communist still? I don't know what that is, but I think we could probably, instead of Bolivia, we could go much like a much shorter trip and just go to Bolivar. I like that. There you go. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You can take the ferry. Uh, And we're back to your ninth grade year. (laughs) See you, ladies and gentlemen.